You've already heard it all. But now you resonate. The world has pushed you out of what you thought you knew, your comfort zone, and into this strange place, this slightly off reality. Welcome to the Truth Serum Podcast, hosted by the controversial and funny Dom Bates, author, mother, human, and all-round thought leader. The time has come to realign your essence with your experience. We all know this world is changing. You're here now because you've personally felt it, and your reality has reflected The Truth Serum Podcast, getting to the root of what really is. And now, Dawn Bates. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, dogs in the corner and cats on the armchair. Welcome to another edition of The Truth Serum with me, Dawn Bates. I have with me today a very, very special lady. Her name is Jella Diaz. Uh, she, her and I met, I think, about a year or so ago, 18 months ago, and the energy between us was just electric, and we have giggled uh, we've gone off and done this, that, and the other. We've just come back, and it was just, oh, just so much joy. And the goosebump showers that I've had on calls with this lady are just phenomenal. Now, Chella's a lady that's going to turn other ladies on. And I mean that in the way of abundance. Turn on your abundance. Because if there's one thing as women are very good at, it's not allowing ourselves to receive, but it's Chella and her mission to turn as many women onto abundance as possible. And she works with six-figure women entrepreneurs to help them shift uh, from the guilt into receiving more, to have more joy, abundance, and juicy moments in their life. Thank you so much for joining me, Chella. How are you today? I am wonderful. I love that introduction. Thank goodness we're recording, because then I could just take it with me. Yeah, very well. You're going to get the recording and all the repurposed bits as well. So, what, so that was a good introduction. Is there anything that you would like to add for, um, add to that? You did absolutely positively wonderful. And for anybody that's listening, yes, uh, my group coaching, I only work with women. My one-on-one, I work with men. So please, men, do listen because this definitely does apply. Truly. Absolutely. Truly. And that is, I want you to start thinking about what if... The person, people that taught you how to do your pricing for your business was wrong. And so many of them are. Yeah. And and I I speak from personal experience. When I first started, I listened to my coach and I priced my sessions at $119. Right. So I I know. Look at that. Right. Okay, those of you who are on YouTube would have just seen my face drop. Those of you who are listening on Spotify, I'm sure you actually felt that vibrational drop there. Like how much? So I, I um, so right. So that's how I know I'm on a mission. You know, when we first start, we start already low. So mm-hmm. now, two years later, 
you know, it's time to shift. It's time. So I have uh, named myself the pricing sage. Ooh, we like a bit of sage. <laughs> it is so, so with me. So, and, and so I went, right? I, I, there's so much you can learn, 119. And that was like, you know, taking up a bag of rocks up the hill. And then mm. I changed it, right? And, and I'm sure that some of you listening or watching are going to be able to identify. But going from 119 to 450 for four sessions, to 1100, to 2100, to 3500, this price makes no, pricing makes no sense whatsoever, to 5500, to 7500, to 15,000, and now to 25,000. Mm. Right? So from 119 to 25,000, and it, did, it wasn't very long for that to happen, but it's so it's about pricing ourselves and really becoming aware of what that, who is it that we're wanting to attract and knowing that we, even you don't, even you, even if you and I had the same qualifications, the mm -hmm. same trainings, everything, you're going to attract a different crowd. Right? And I'm going to attract, right? So we mm -hmm. forget that we bring our own personal experience into the mix. We bring our own energetic signature. Right. And that can be worth a lot of money. So that's mm -hmm. why I don't believe in the comparison game. Because oh. you cannot compare to the Johnny and the Susie because we don't know what they're doing. You know, we no. don't know where they stand. No, we don't know what they've been through, what they experienced, because in this, like you were saying, you know, we could have exactly the same qualifications. We could have exactly the same training, but our life experience has given us a very different view on that. You know, it's like for me, I mean, I, I, as an author coach, I see some people out there and I'm just like, what, why are they saying that? Like, and then they'll be looking at me going, well, why is she saying that? What do you mean you can write and publish a book in like two weeks and get it to be an international bestseller without a 24-hour special at 99 cents? What do you mean? How do you do that? And how do you keep making money from your books when they're all about social justice and really traumatic? But because they do, because of the energy signature, because of the belief in the way in which I present them. But my view of the world is going to be very different to someone who's had a very safe life because I've lived through an Egyptian uprising. I'm English um, and, you know, I, uh, I'm coming at it from, oh, I don't do social media or don't do, like, I, I'm more of a book. Just give me a book and a piece of paper and a pen and, you know, and a proper book. And most people are learning stuff on YouTube and TikTok. And I'm like, I don't, I've never even looked at TikTok. <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even want to, look. I didn't even do, but the was that other one, chat snap or something. <laughs> but again, you're coming from a culture. I mean, with, I mean, for those of you who are not uh, watching this, you'll have noticed that Jella Diaz has a Spanish, Hispanic name. Now, I believe you're Mexican. In, yes. And again, you're coming from a very ma machismo, uh, macho culture where women do not run their businesses. They do not own it. Or that's the perception of it. But I, I have been in Latin America now for a few years. And I, I kind of know that the men might front it. <laughs> the women are above. But again, the culture, you'll be attracting a very different energy to me 
Um, although our energy signatures are very uh, attuned to one another, and I, I really quite love that. Um, you are so, again- so, so, so right, right? And also for me, my dad was a baker, my mom was a housewife. So mm-hmm. my first battle, my first battle was when I, at high school, wanted to take an internship. I wanted to take an internship at um, Elf, uh, Air Force. My dad could not understand why I would want to go work for free. Now I had two opportunities. I had the internship and then I had a possible paid job. Mm-hmm. My, my intuition back then, even though I didn't know I had that so powerfully was to go do the internship, right? Mm-hmm. Because instead of making however money, much money I was going to make. But to me, the internship set the foundation. That was my very first well, it wasn't really a paying job, but being around business people, that was my first introduction to it. And the mm-hmm. relationships and what I learned to me was the foundation that allowed me to move up the corporate ladder when I was, when I enter the workforce. And what was it like for you entering the corporate world? Because where did you enter in Mexico or in the States? Oh, it, absolutely in the States. I, I grew up, I went to elementary school in uh, Venice. My whole life, I've been around about 60 miles radius. That's it. I mean, that's... Oh, so we're talking Venice, America, not Venice. Venice, I mean, we're, I, we're talking I, I, Venice, I, I, America. Just, we're talking bit, Carson. Yeah, that, Venice. than a few miles. <laughs> yeah, Venice and Carson. And then uh, Culver City is where I purchased mm-hmm. my first home. And then my second home I purchased in Santa Monica. So it was all very wow. within 50 miles, right? But my head and brain's like, what? <laughs> 50, that's it. It was 50 miles, right? And um, it, it, everything was familiar. But to me, it's about, you know, having a mom for a housewife. So my second battle was when I, I was married and I had kids. My second battle was, I would say battle slash argument is my mother could not understand why I wanted to work. So you're talking here about the stories that were passed on and like the money stories and the abundance stories that you're, because like you said, you know, why would you work for nothing? Why did you work for nothing? Were you actually working for nothing? Exactly. Right. I mean, I have been getting a paycheck, but the experience, the knowledge, and that I got to hang out with some powerful women. Mm right? Invaluable. You can't, right? So that was my first time watching a woman being in charge of something. And she had, I don't know, maybe 10, 15. I don't think they call them employees in the Air Force, but we'll say that she had, you know, all these comrades (laughs) (laughs) working for her, right? But they experienced, but that was my very first battle well, actually, I'm, I'm going to take our, our listeners and viewers one step back. My very first bottle was when I was eight years old. Okay. And my dad said that girls need to have long hair. It's like if you're a girl, you need to have long hair. I don't know how I did this. Exactly. <laughs> He'd be having kittens these days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did this exactly, but I do know that I, I did chores for the neighbors. I went to somebody's house to a lady that cut hair. And my dad got home from work. I had short hair. <gasps> so that was my first. Rebellious even, even then. 
Yeah, well, it, it was like, I didn't believe in being in the box. I didn't believe that women do this and men do that. And I felt very strongly about mm -hmm. it very early on, very early on. And so that was the first time I went against, well, no, I don't think the girls need to have short hair, long hair, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you prefer, right? What I did inherit from my dad was you have to work hard, right? Being as a baker, you have to work hard. So moving forward, when I went and I did my very first paid speaking engagement, and for some of you, you can relate to this. I reached out to my mentors and to a couple of coaches because I had so much butterflies. It's like how it was going against, and I'm getting so excited. I was going against everything that I had learned, right? How is going and getting paid to speak working hard? So when I say that I have been able to work, you know, all those beliefs, all those gifts, all those limiting beliefs that we were gifted, I've been through them. Mm -hmm. And I was able to find a different way. And that's what I want your listeners um, to walk away with. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody said, oh, you need to price it at 250, 500, whatever it is. What if there's a different way? Mm -hmm. That's it. Go ahead. I know you I, I love it. I, I'm just like, oh, because this is something that I find that with a lot of my clients, um, when I'm talking to them about their product spectrums and like, what is it that they want? How much is their time worth? Because people go, well, how much are they getting? You know, what, what's the tangible thing is it again? Because we've got so used to putting a price on something we can touch. Is it worth it? You know, designer clothing or is it, you know, like, a, I mean, I use moleskin journals because I absolutely love them. The paper quality, the way the ink flows across them. It's the experience of using moleskin products, um, you know, and people think nothing of spending $600 or £600 or however much on a mobile phone that will probably last them a year, two years. But they will not consider so a lot of people will not consider spending that much money on a training course that will that experience will last them for the rest of their life that will build the next foundation of their next level and I remember um my mum saying to me and I reminded her of this recently I said do you remember when you said to me if I could get if I got paid uh if I could bottle my energy and sell it I'd be worth a fortune I was like, I did it. <laughs> it's not bottled, but it is in a container. <laughs> not, it doesn't have a lid, this container. It's kind of like, uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know. But and my dad said, uh, my, my dad used to say to me when I was like, if, if, if you got paid to talk, you never bloody shut up. You, you'll be worth a fortune. And I kind of say to them, well, you know, I get paid for my energy. I get paid to talk. You know, my head's always in a book, whether I'm writing it or reading it. And this is the thing, people don't look at who they are and what makes them happy and the natural skills and gifts that you've just mentioned and how to monetize that. You know, my dad was a farmer. My mum worked in retail um, and, you know, everything was a scarcity. You know, keep it working three jobs to put a roof over my head was a story that my mother had when she was a single mum. And I... One of the biggest breakthroughs I had in my money stories was when I found the ridiculousness of the fact that 
I have multiple clients, which are multiple jobs, <laughs> to pay the bills. <laughs> and I was like, how funny is that? My mum works three jobs, put a roof over our head. I have multiple clients. Is there any wonder I've now got a, uh, a business that works with clients on a revolving basis? It's interesting. And, and there's, yeah. two, there's one thing that you said, and, and uh, this is, we, we're not just going to sit here and talk. We're going to give you tools because we want you to be able to go and take action. So mm. it's about how you're going to position. So people are ready. Now, I'm not saying all, but let's, let's really figure this out, right? Depending on how much money you want to make, if you price, and let's go with a million because that's a night, right? If you want to, to be a millionaire, I mean, there's a game show. If yeah. you do a million, how many clients do you need a year? Right. We need mm -hmm. to break it down because most likely it's not going to be that many clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Because for me, you know, at 25,000, I need 40 people. That's it. 40 people. Mm -hmm. So um, if we think about that, people are ready to pay for your experience, mm -hmm. their experience and the transformation. Mm. If anybody's out there with a pain that you can solve, if you can shortcut their learning from five years to six months, even if you think about that, if, if you have a service that can shortcut somebody's training, somebody's learning from three years to six months, how much, ask the question, how much is that person willing to pay you for that? Absolutely. Right. It's not mm -hmm. it's, it's the transformation is the experience that they're going to get. The experiences mm -hmm. they're going to save themselves three years of hard work, three years of frustration, three years of overwhelm, three years salary increase. People are ready and willing to pay you a lot of money for that. Mm -hmm. So start yeah, thinking transformation. Right. What what skill set do you have that's going to shortcut somebody's learning mm -hmm. and charge but accordingly? Absolutely. Because the thing is, when you look at the amount people charge, and I remember doing this with one of my clients quite a number of years ago, because I mean, I've been doing this for about 20 years now, coaching people. Um, and I remember using an analogy with one lady. I said, look, let me you because I used to have a CD and DVD media company, and we used to charge per action. So open the CD case, insert the CD flyer, uh, put the CD in, close the case, seal it, put it in the box. That's an action. There was a price per action. Okay. And then it's like, okay, what are you charging for your, what, what are you asking your clients to invest? Because one of the things I want uh, I want to uh, explore with you is the, the idea of investment uh, cost and debt, because my view of it is slightly different um, to a few others. Um, and so I said to him, what, what you, for me, I'm looking at is, not only how much do I want to receive every year in money because I want to achieve all of these things in a year. And I always start with what do I want every year? What's my learning? What books do I want? Where do I want to go? How much am I, are the, my clothing going to be? How much are the flights now for the boys to fly out here? You know, how much is my laptop worth? How much is my food, my journals, my pens? What is it? And I do a shopping list and I go shopping with the universe and I love it. Um, and so I, I like it. This is how much it's going to be. Okay. And there, in there is coaching, in there is spa days, in there is getting my hair done, my nails done, you know, like 
everything, everything that I want. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm only using 10% of my brain capacity because we all know that that's roughly what most people use. I mean, mine's probably a little bit higher than that because obviously I'm very super intelligent and people know that are listening will know that I'm being very facetious here, um, very playful. Um, so I'm like, well, if I'm only using 10%, then I need to 10X that. Okay, so that's my end target. And how much time do I have? How many hours do I want to work? Okay, I now need to divide that. So that's how I work out everything that I want to do. But when I was talking to a class, you're only asking. When you break it down of all the things it takes you and all the hours it takes you to get a client, like you're only asking for this much money. Let's just say it's it's $100. So by the time you've created your social media graphics or you've chosen a photo and you've written a post or you've written an advert or you've had a call, how many, I mean, I use the sales ratio 10-7-3, 10 contacts, seven interests, three on a call, one sale. Mine's a little bit higher than that these days. (laughs) You know, I can just get on, you know, three touch points and normally I've got a client in the bag or like one, it's been down to one touch point. They've seen what I've written and, you know, jumped on a call with me and like like this morning you know they saw three of my posts one phone call together and like I've sold a client six month contract but when we broke it down to how much her hourly rate was she was only receiving around about 24 cents an hour when we looked at everything that goes into her uh, receiving a new client and I went and so I break it down into an hourly basis. Like, okay, this is how much, and this is how much on a weekly basis, this is how much on a daily, and you know, this is how much on an hourly. And that's a massive wake up for a lot of people. Massive wake up. I mean, is that something that you do with your clients? Is that something absolutely? You- it, that's one of them, right? Because we don't realize how much work goes into it. But also, so that's the one side, I in my opinion, and it's totally valid. Start with what you want and mm-hmm. reverse engineer. Okay, I want this is gonna, the investment is this, what do I need? How many clients mm-hmm. do I need to enroll in order to achieve that? Mm-hmm. Where it gets a little hick, where you, a little bit bumpy is when you're like, oh my God, I can't possibly charge $20,000 to a client. <laughs> That's even an even, annual salary for some people. How dare you charge that much? <laughs> so oh, let us give a valid tip. If you, the current pool that you're hanging out with the current I call it a pool you're hitting in the sitting in the kiddie pool in order Mm -hmm. for you to increase your price you need to jump into the adult size pool yeah you do right and when you do that you're switching zip codes you're going to hang out with the people that are going to be able to give you the Mm 20,000 and to make it even easier even easier than that make a list of all of the things that the person, the client is going to receive, Mm. right? And we touched touched on it. The stress, you're cutting their learning curve. You're going to be there to support what, but people also want to know the financial, right? So, you know, walking somebody through a tough relationship that he's been wanting to get out for 10 years and being able to make that happen within three months, that person is willing to pay a heck of a lot of money, right? Because they've been sitting on it. Somebody increasing their sales price, double the price, right? So think about what is it that the person is going to get between the two of them. Jump into the adult pool 
And because the monkeys are going to show up. I call it the mm-hmm. monkey chatter, right? They're going to show up, you know, can you really do it? I don't know. And you begin to question, you have a list of the things that the people are going to walk away with. Because you have uh, four pillars to your program, don't you? Four pillars. I do have, I do have yeah. something that I, I have a program where it's an accountability group, a focus group, mastermind, if you will. And the way we do this on a weekly basis is because we want to be, able, and there's no such thing as balance. Let's face it, folks. There isn't. <laughs> but it's, it's about giving ourselves the time to do something for us. Hmm. Recharge, reset, whatever you want to call it. But I do. And I believe that we need to take our personal health, number one. I think we need to spend time in cultivating personal relationships, spending time with family. I think that we really need to be very careful how much time we're spending in our business and wealth hours, which is my secret sauce, and I'd be happy to share that with you guys. And then how much time are we spending in personal development? Mm -hmm. When you spend a little bit of time into these four pillars, you know, they're all of them help each other. Because if you're not taking care of your health, you're not going to have a heck of a lot of time to spend on business. But your health also affects your vibrational frequency. And money is a very high frequency. And love is a very high frequency. So if your health is through the floor, how are you going to be attracting all of this? And people don't want to work with someone who's miserable. People don't want to be working with people who are worried all the time. And this is what I say to my clients. If you are worrying about the money that you're paying uh, to invest in yourself with, the, my, with a journey with me, then we need to reevaluate which program, whether it's an automated one or whether it is a one-on-one. Because if you're worrying... That's a really low vibration. I don't want you worrying about the money because your vibration needs to be up here for you to attract the abundance, for us to giggle and for us to laugh. If you're worrying about money, it's not going to get, you're not going to be successful. So that's why I believe the health is the first, right? It has to be at the top, whatever that looks like. Everybody has different, you know, health goals. But when you take Mm. care, and it's also what are you saying to the universe, to, you know, whatever you call it, divine source, whatever, I'm putting myself first. Yeah. Right. You're showing and you're leading by example. Absolutely. Right. And also family and friends. Right. It's important for us to gather, you know, around and surround with people that are vibrating at a similar energy, Mm -hmm. if not higher. But between dawn and night here, it's going to be very difficult to find somebody that vibrates higher. I really do believe that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and you you're so right because you know the, the family time I've really had to that is something that I've really struggled with over the last couple of years especially with me being so far away from my children um and so we've, we've had to find a way of um really nurturing those uh, relationships and you know like with the boys flights getting cancelled when I ended up in Chile when they got cancelled again in Argentina when they got and I was just like Argh. But that's okay. This is an opportunity for us to get creative. How can we nurture these relationships? And yeah, you know, I'm away from, I'm thousands of miles away from everybody I know. I hadn't had a hug. I mean, other than hugging myself, I hadn't had a hug in almost 18 months before my son flew out to um, Argentina, no, from to Brazil. And since he flew back to England in February, we're now September. I haven't hugged someone I love other than myself. I hug myself every day. 
but I make sure that I'm messaging friends and I'm, you know, uh, and, you know, sending things and we're having conversations. We're getting on WhatsApp calls. We're getting on Zoom calls. Because like you say, it's so important to nurture the relationships we have, but also to evaluate them with what I call the party test, the party invite test. If I invite you to a party and you say yes, and then I go, oh, they said yes. They don't want, I don't want them in my space anymore. If they say yes, I want to go, yes, they're coming. They're the people that are going to help us grow, succeed, and vibrate at that much higher level. And it's interesting because some people like, you know, you don't email them back, you know, within 24 hours or two days. I had one the other day. Someone emailed me and go, I've, why are you ignoring me? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean, why am I ignoring you? I'm not ignoring you. What, what are you on about? I mean, this was a, the final flag. Uh, I emailed you two days ago and you haven't messaged me back. And I'm like, you know what, we're done. <laughs> I don't need that kind of neediness in my life. That's powerful. And I think that's something they could really walk away with because mm-hmm. I like the party. I don't, I don't, I'm going to start using that. If you're throwing a party and you're making a list and that person feels heavy, or if, if they said yes, I wouldn't even get to the yes part. Uh, Cause I'm like, Oh, do I really want them? What energy are then going to Am I inviting out of obligation? Yeah. <laughs> Am I? And that's what I do. That's actually one of my holiday uh, uh, tips is if you're making a list, make the list, however. Check it twice. Well, no, actually, you're going to check it five times because you're going to ask a question. Are they on the list because they gave me something? That's not a good reason to give. No. Are they on the list of obligation? Mm-hmm. Are they on the list because of the guilt? Are they on the list because of shame? None of these are good reasons to give a gift. Yeah. I say, that's why I say five times. I say, if you, Johnny's on the list, did Johnny add value to my life during the year? Mm-hmm. Right? Was it a way that he or she uplifted me? And this is why I'm giving back because they uplifted me because of, you know, energetically. And it, you don't have to be, there with each other every day right but you know that when you you can count on that person you know that no matter what you can go to them and let's face it let us be totally honest here we all have guilty here people i'm putting my hand up because i know i'm gonna be (laughs) people you're asking the question it's gonna be (laughs) people that we go to because they know they're going to give us the the answer that we're looking for Oh. versus people that are going to give us their honest feedback, whether we like it or not. That was me years ago. I will be honest. Like now it's like, okay, I don't, I don't trust your answer yep. because I've now cleansed my space on such a big level. Um, I mean, you all have seen my post. I'm like, okay, full moon, <laughs> cleansing process. <laughs> it's time for cord cuttings. It's time for me to go and get my journal, my notes. And, and this is one of the things that I do. I make, I, you know, all the journaling notes that I've made, I go and build a fire on a full moon and I say a prayer as I'm doing it. And I actually release all the negativity, all the worries, all the fears and all the doubts and all the overwhelms. And I put it, and as I'm, can you get rid of all of these doubts in my journaling? And all the dreams, the hopes, the desires and the joy and the happiness that I'm calling in, I alchemize it with this fire under the full moon to actually bring it in. I'm a proper witch. I love getting my witchy woo on, you know. But do you, and do you actually, do you burn the journals or you keep the journals? I burn all the journals. Okay, so yeah, I do that, the same thing. 
Because for me, it's like, why would I hang on to that old energy? Yep. Why would I mean, I mean, I write enough books to have a life journal. <laughs> I know that some people keep it because they're recording memories, they're recording adventures. My journals aren't that. My journals are, are pouring out of what's going on emotionally, mentally, physically, all the hopes and desires and everything I want. I'm alchemizing. I'm creating a spell with every journal entry that I'm doing. Um, and that's why I burn it. But other than the fact that I obviously, you know, can't carry every journal around the world with me as I'm traveling around the world with a backpack being a digital nomad. Can you imagine how many journals I've had in the last four years? <laughs> no, I, I, like, yeah. I think that's a valid. That's about, I burn them. I burn them. A full moon, new moon. I just take advantage of all the moons, period. Any excuse for a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do the fire, right? But, you yeah. know, that's part of it. That's why... You know, after health, building your relationships, the people that you want to spend time with, it doesn't have to be all the time. But mm -hmm. let us give the, what I believe is a secret sauce that people don't take really advantage and that's creating wealth hours. Mm -hmm. What if, as we're thinking, okay, I'm on the fence, I'm going to increase my price. I'm not going to increase my price. Great. What if you spend two hours a day, 10 hours a week, where you set a timer for 50 minutes, 5-0, and that's what you're going to be doing your wealth, your outreach. That is your wealth calls. You're connecting. I like people. that. You're planting. And let me, I'm just going to give you what I've seen with my clients. The ultimate goal is for you to plant 10 seeds during this time. Now, this does not apply to you, um, Don, because your intuition is very strong already. You're not going to waste time with the tire kickers. But for the listeners, initially, my clients can only do one or two calls during the 50 minutes because right. we talk too much. <laughs> so I say this from experience. Make those calls. However, whether it's the social media, you're planting 10 seeds during the 50 minutes, and then you take a 10-minute mandatory break. Mm. When you do this, if you're planting 20 seeds a day because you're doing this for two hours yeah at the end of the week you have planted a hundred seeds now hang in there with me a hundred times four that's 400 seeds in one month mm -hmm. i want you to give us a month and so the seeds are not a sales this is not a pitch no this is you simply sharing what you do who it helps that's it because you never know who's out there ready to for your service. Mm. It's not, you know, that you don't get the butterflies uncomfortable. When you get to making 10 calls during the 50 minutes, you know you've mastered this. Mm. And start thinking 100 per week, 400 per month. Just imagine where your business is going to be at the end of one month. Mm. When I first, totally transparent, when I first was asked to do this, my assignment was to do one a day. So it was 20, 20 a month. I was like, there's no freaking way I'm gonna spend a month doing this. And that's when I found out that by speeding up the process, I was like, I'm not doing this for a month. By speeding up the process, this is how I learned that you can do a lot more much faster. Cause you're not dragging, can you imagine dragging this for a month? I couldn't, mm. I couldn't. And this is how my clients are able to see a huge difference very fast 
Mm. because and then you just get into the rhythm and then next thing you know you're just sharing this so easily so comfortable that people are going to want to talk to you like well mm. I want to know more I don't need mm. your service at that moment but they're really interested in knowing who do I know that can work with you mm. right it that you have you're going to create a sales team of people that are good so that's the wealth hours I am very passionate about this because I've seen the results mm-hmm. and every single one of my clients that has done that has landed clients within one week just by doing this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, that was the easiest, easiest conversation I've ever had to, because you're detached. Yeah. Right. Just like you had this call this morning, right? Yeah. It was a very quick call, but that's what I'm saying. The intuition, most people intuition, we, it's a muscle and we got to build it. Mm-hmm. Your Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it is. And this is the thing for me. It's like, I also know that, I mean, going back a few years, uh, so like four years, five years ago, when I was at the very beginning, because I'd been in the marriage, I'd been married for 18 years, well, 18 years in the relationship, 15 years married. For me, I was married for life. You know, I went in it, like that was it. And then it's like, you know, after 18 years, he comes back, goes, I want a divorce. I was like, did you want to talk about it <laughs> or what? <laughs> It was just a done deal. <laughs> um, I mean, Ramo and I, I mean, we did a, a podcast interview together, you know, what it's like co-parenting. We're still really good friends. We still have a huge amount of love for one another. Um, but again, it was like looking at, um, you know, the, the whole thing about I was in that space. I've just become a single mum. Okay. What does that mean? And when people, when mums are, oh, well, I'm a single mum, I can't really afford it, you know, like, and you know, I'm not, I've got so many things on. I'm like, okay, I've just become a single mum. I've just returned back to the UK after living in the Egyptian uprising for four years. Um, I've got a dog. I've got two boys that I need to sort out in school. I'm looking for somewhere to live. I'm writing a book and I'm building a business. Okay. The fact that you are a single mum is the very reason you need to do this because you've got eyes on you. 24 7 apart from when they're sleeping or when they're playing with their toys but they're still watching you they're still hearing you they're still feeling your energy okay when you feel that something is right for you you just know you have to do it and I remember there was this course it was a very cheap course it was only 16 pounds um and I was like I really want to do that and at that point I'd already been arrested and I paid for the legal fees for my lawyer um, so I'm not only just now building at the very beginning of building a business with our life back in the UK, I've just been made redundant, like divorced. So I've got like no income and I'm like, okay, I can do this. 16 pounds, I'm going to do it. The moment I secured that, I had 160, like I'd only got about 18 pounds in my bank account at that point. Um, and, but there was a course for 16 pounds. I was like, I'm doing it. No word of a lie, within 24 hours, 160 pounds dropped in my account. I'll say, oh, I've just 10x that money. That's brilliant. Okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. Like we're on it. We're 10xing it every way. And um, I first heard about 10xing when I was 16 years old and I was stood at the back of a um, conference. Uh, for, I was training to be a hotel manager. Um, and there were these top executives there, all paying 10 grand a week back then, um, you know, for this five day seminar. And um, I'm just stood at the back and I'm listening to all this advice that this guy is giving these top executives and he's giving them their, the, we had uh, the, the handouts back then rather than the, the, pod, the PowerPoints that people are taking pictures of with their phones and emailing everything. 
So I stood there making all these notes at the end of the day, I've gone around, collected all the handouts and I've gone back to my room and I've done all the homework that these top executives are doing. I've bought all their books. And that's where I found out about a guy called Jack Collis, who wrote the great sales book. Um, so this that you're talking about now that you're calling the wealth hours, it was in that book. And I, like, it's just for me, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, again, that's that's who I learned the 10731 from, uh, you know, and it's not like I can make a connection today. That person may not be buying from me, but they might know three other people that might. And it might not happen today. It might happen next week or next year or next decade, you know. And um, and it was just so interesting that once I invested and I was like, you know what, I'm doing this. I made that commitment. I paid the money. The money drops in. The same thing happened a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, this is going to be my biggest investment in one hour of coaching. And I'm there and I'm like, okay, you know, as arse hair demon not that I've got a hairy arse or anything but like the butt the butt muscles were clenched I was like okay I, I've just got to do this this is uh, there's no question I got my card out I went hear the card details and I'm like I can make this work because the thing is as a mother we would do anything for our children but in your four pillars you're talking about your personal growth and your relationship with other people but your relationship with your health and the relationship with your business which I know is the fourth pillar of your four pillars when we say yes to ourselves, the universe says yes to us. And that sends out this, it's like, like an electromagnetic pulse out to people. But if we know, if we doubt our ability to make that money back or to receive that money back, then other people will doubt us. But when we say, yes, I can do this and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this money back and 10x it, then it's going to happen. And it does. And that is a $100,000 tip. So I'm going to repeat it because she was way, way, way fast. Is that, <laughs> no, no, it, it, but, but this is going to make sense because I've invested over $250,000 in coaches. Easily. Right? Yeah. But the thing is that if the, the largest amount I've invested in a coach so far has been 50,000, but I already <laughs> have my eyes on a different coach. When you are wanting That's to so charge, exciting. I love it when we hear that, when I hear that. <laughs> when you are wanting to charge, and I just spoke to somebody recently about this, when you're wanting to go and have your package be $10,000, which, you know, I'm, that's 10,000. If you yourself have not invested that amount in yourself for your development, there's going to be a misalignment. And mm -hmm. now I'm not saying you need to go out and spend 50,000. No, I'm not saying that. But if you're not constantly investing, so I feel pretty good that, you know, even if my price was to go up to 50,000, I feel comfortable that I would be able to do that because I've Absolutely. invested that amount in, in myself, right? But it, it, there's a misalignment. So in order for you to be able to say, you know, my package is $10,000, that means that somewhere along the way, you have to have had invested at least that amount in yourself. Absolutely. Because you can ask somebody to invest that amount if you yourself are not invested in. Absolutely. And that's something that I believe people miss. And this is where the personal development comes in. Whether it's a podcast that you're listening, whether it's some reading that you're doing, whether it's you doing somebody's coaching program, we have got to invest because the more you invest in yourself, the higher the price you're going to be able to charge. Let's Absolutely. get down to business, right? Because now you're so wise. You have so much wisdom. You have so many tools 
that you're going to make it even faster for somebody to 10x the business. Uh, and, and this is the thing is looking at looking, I mean, I, I just love what you just said there. You know, if we're not willing to invest that in ourselves, one, how dare we ask somebody else to invest that in themselves? Because it's like it just doesn't feel right for me. And when you look at, you know, I mean, I've just started working with a new coach. Um, and you know, I've got three coaches, and like they're all, and it's like, okay, I'm investing this much in myself. And that equals this much per month. So I know that I'm very happy to ask people to invest in my high level programs because I'm investing that just in my own personal development. And that's, that's just with coaches. That doesn't include the food I eat. That doesn't include the books I write. Uh, or sorry, the books I read. That doesn't include my study with Oxford University. That, you know, and that's when I take all of that and it's like, okay, how much am I investing? How much am I investing in my team that frees up my time to have more time? When I take that figure and I 10x that, that tells me, okay, I, if I'm investing this much per month in my business and I'm investing this much per month in my uh, team and I'm investing this much per month in my personal development, and in my food and my activities, my free time and my joy and my self-care, like my spa trips, <laughs> my hair salons, <laughs> then what's possible? And I, I love the fact that we're talking about investments because I said I wanted to um, share, uh, dive into the cost debt and investment. Because another thing that I, I've done with quite a few of my clients uh, and it's really flipped their heads on this and I'm like, okay, what's the cost? What's the cost in your life? What, you know, and I get asked them to tell me what they believe a cost is and what an investment is and what a debt is. So if I was to say to you, Chella, what is a cost? What would you say to me? My cost is for me, well, and, and we people may not know, but in my corporate world, I was a real estate underwriter. So I think in numbers. So analytical, mm -hmm. right? I was the person that decided whether that person was worthy of the loan. So not only from, from my experience, but all of the over 20,000 loans that I underwrote in my lifetime. In that. That's a lot of loans. <laughs> That's a lot of loans that I also got to see, right? And I got to see the difference between the doctor, which really I can remember, my doctor and my mechanic, right? You would think, well, the doctor must be wealthy. Well, no, the doctor wasn't wealthy because the doctor had a certain lifestyle that he wanted to keep up, not to mention the thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, student loans, right? So to me, it's like, what's the cost? Well, the cost, because my mechanic had no, no uh, credit card debt. He owned a couple of properties, which he had positive cash flow on. Hmm. And he had a pretty decent size liquid money in his account, right? So for him, security and being safe and being able to meet his obligations for 12 months, what's, what was important to him. My doctor, on the other hand, had no savings, tons of credit card loans, tons of student loans, not to mention the mortgage that he kept refinancing, right? So it's all about sometimes when we look at the cost and also the lifestyle, right? Because the doctor, because he's a doctor, wanted to keep up the appearance. My mechanic didn't care. So if, if I wanted, if I wanted to, if I was asked to choose knowing the facts on these two scenarios, 
I would be the mechanic all day long. Yeah, but what's the cost? The cost, the cost for me is for him, the peace of mind. What is it costing See, me? Thank you. Because a lot of people go, oh, no, well, it's a laptop. It's a, no, no, the cost is your happiness. It's your health. It's your family connection. It's your intimacy. Like you say, it's your sleep. You know, like if I'm not getting like, and I was saying to uh, the, the lady who's just signed up with me this morning, my only judge is my night's sleep. If I can go to sleep every night knowing I've been a really good person and I've made other people smile and I've done my best every day, then I get a good night's sleep. That's a good day for me. Okay. And when people look at debts, because I'm so glad you brought up the loan situation because one of my clients, uh, and I know he'll be listening to this and he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about and he's going to be giggling to himself. He was like, I've, I've got all these debts. So I was like, are they debts though? Or were they an investment? Because some of the debts that he had was due to study, uh, but some of the debts were due to some of the irresponsible spending that he had, you know, going out. And I said, yeah, but what was that? That was life experience, was it not? I said, so even though it wasn't formal education, the money you spent on being frivolous with money is now paying you back in dividends, in knowledge and experience and wisdom. So that debt that you have it's not a debt. It was an investment in your learning and your education. The debt is your health. The debt is the lack of vitamins and the lack of energy you have. The, your debt is a lack of knowledge that you have. Your debt is something that you're, you're lacking in yourself, whether it's manners or, you know, vibrancy. So, and like spinning that around for him and like the cost being a cost of intimacy, but the investments that you're making... Because uh, and he was also saying the costs are things like electricity and gas. And, and I was like, no, they're investments. Your mortgage is not a cost. It's not a debt. It's an investment because it's your security. It's your home. Your home is where you create happy memories, right? Your internet bill is an investment in connecting with people around the world like me. You know, your connection that I have with my children, that's an investment that I'm paying. For me, when I go to a hotel or I'm in a place and I'm, you know, you know that I'm sailing around the world and so do my audience, I will pay extra <laughs> for a double bed. I will always make sure I've got a double room, a double bed in a double room. And I also make sure that it's breakfast included and it's a higher standard and that it's in a success area where I can get vegan and gluten-free organic food from. But I also look at the environment that I'm staying in because if that mattress looks really thin or that bedding doesn't look so nice or like the, the artwork I mean I've got a beautiful wood carving behind me here and like beautiful furniture but I've got a beautiful view over the Andes right here right now but paying that extra investing that extra gives me a much better night's sleep and I don't have to go as far um, you know I don't have to go searching for things I'm looking for which saves me time which gives me more joy to in time to enjoy myself and let's give, let's give you uh, totally. And it's, it's about when you say it's debt, it feels heavy because it's mm. like you're carrying, but what's an it's investment? A burden. Mm. Yeah, it's a burden, but what's an investment? It's you received something in return Yeah. in life experiences. So for me, once upon a time, I paid $5,000 a long, long time ago for a three day weekend of music, live music events. Nice. With both of my sons, right? 
and let me tell you, they still talk about this, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, the knowledge and the, the, the thing that they learned and the people they got to hang out with, the and of course, all the drinking gone. that we did as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's, for me, it's an investment in the experience. And we go back to experience. People mm-hmm. are willing to pay you a lot of money for experience and transformation. So the minute you make it lighter, but again, we go back with, to it's even deeper because this is what we've been led to believe. Mm. If we have credit card balances, it's a debt, right? No, if we have credit card balances, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done it, maybe whatever, but however, the experience, now what can you do with that experience so that you are able to bring that investment down to zero, but it's not like we said at the beginning, your experience and my experience, we may have exactly the same qualifications and, you know, but our experience and our memories and the things we've invested in to create these memories and all of this stuff, these experiences add to what people get differently from each of us. So I would say, you know, if it's important, but again, also believe that who gifted you those beliefs that if mm-hmm. you carried a credit card balance, that was a bad thing. Like who, where did, where did that come from? I invite you to think, and this is to all of you. I invite you to think, where did you get those ideas? And mm-hmm. what if we go back to what if they were wrong? And not wrong because they didn't know, but that was their beliefs. And maybe it was the time frame where they grew up, mm-hmm. where experiences were not valued, where experiences were not cherished. But it's, we're in a different time. To me right now, it's much better to have, in my opinion, an experience than it is for me to have, you know, the material stuff. Mm. I always say when I get to the the, the guts of the, uh, the belief, whose is this? Is it mine? And where did it come from, as you said? And I always do return to sender. Like we do in the junk mail. I, and this is an analogy I use, junk mail. When it comes through the post, it's not mine. I didn't want it. I'm going to return it to sender. Return to sender. Even if you don't remember who it was, it's still a valid point during Mm -hmm. the new moon, full moon, whatever it is, whoever you believe, return to sender, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know where it was, simply return to sender. It doesn't belong to me. Return Mm -hmm. to sender. And that Mm -hmm. frees you up. That frees up your plate to invite new experiences into your life. Mm -hmm. We've oh, got to make room. So lovely. And I know that we've only got, uh, I mean, I've, uh, I've got another call after this in 15 minutes. And I know that I, you know, you've been so generous with your time here. And I'm so grateful to you. But one of the things I wanted to um, just discuss with you before I ask you to wrap up, you know, the gifts that, and, you know, the, the takeaways that you'd like people to work on. Um, I use with my boys uh, the toy box uh, analogy. Um, and um, because I was talking with them like a few years ago about like why does mummy invest in all of this stuff and why is mummy doing all of this I'm like look it's like having the toy box <laughs> we, we were stood in their bedroom and this is where it came from <laughs> I said you see all these really beautiful toys that I bought you I said these are going to last a lifetime they're all the wooden ones you know and all the old traditional um, ones I said, and then you've got all this plastic crap that people have given you <laughs> that you didn't really play with and it's just it's going to get broken you know, it's not going to last very long. You don't really play with it. I said, and then you've got all the party bag taps. And then you've got all your Hot Wheels and, you know, that. You know, and you've got the tracks. I said, and they're all fitting in there. They're all in this toy box. Um, 
but go through, get rid of all the broken toys. So they got rid of all the broken toys. I said, now get rid of all the toys that you don't play with. And they got rid of all of those. I said, right, now get rid of all the ones you don't like. I said, even out of the ones that I've bought you, because I'm going to go put those in another storage box for the grandchildren, <laughs> because I like those toys and I'm going to play with them again one day anyway. <laughs> or I might gift them somewhere. <laughs> and looking at the, I said, this is what happens when you get rid of things that you don't believe, when you get rid of people out of your life that are holding you back or sabotaging yourself. I said, it's like you're getting rid of the party bag tap. It's like you're getting rid of all the broken toys, the broken relationships, you know, the broken beliefs that are not yours. All the toys that you've been that you've been given that you didn't want. I said, they're the people that are hanging on to you that you don't want anymore. I said, so it's best to get rid of them. So then you've got this big, huge playbox that you can get in. And then like, NASA climbed in. We put the tube on top of him in the pillows and shut the lid. I went, now get out. I said, and would you have been able to do that 15 minutes ago? He said, no. But either way, I've got a hidey hole now. And I kind of went off on one and started playing. But giving them that visual, physical analogy that they could use has lasted them. You know, my boys are like, yeah, I haven't got time for certain people. They don't, they're not on social media. They don't hang out. Like, like my boys don't like people. They don't, they don't hang out there. So, we, I mean, I know that we've given people a lot to think about today. So, like, the beliefs, the four pillars, you know, the, the, we've just said the party invitation. We've looked at, you know, the, the toy box. But, and we've reframed the cost debt, the money from your um, experience of, you know, increasing their pricing and not listening to other people. And you've said come up with a, you know, what is your end of year figure that you want to do and work at your clients? What are, what are the final tips that you would like to give people to take away with them today or activities you'd like them to one. do? We're going to make it quick. We're going to make it short. Oh. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Is take one action. Take one action. Right? Don't overthink it. Even Feel if it. you think, oh, could I? No, one action. What is that action going to be? You know, are you going to start looking at the numbers? It's it, one action. If you begin to take one action per week, just one action per week, right? If you want to give the wealth hours a go, take that action. Mm -hmm. If That's you want powerful. to really figure out the numbers, you know, it doesn't matter what the action is, is that you are in action and that's mm -hmm. going to shift your business and your life. Yeah, it is. It is. Thank this you so much. This has been so a fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to get to the hard things. And someone said to me, well, what's the true serum about? And it's about everything and everything. And it's about having real conversations about, because, you know, our truth that we embody is made up of all facets of ourselves. So to just have one aspect, it can't just be political truth. It cannot just be cultural truth. The truth is all of everything that we are and are not. And so that's why I love bringing this, uh, you know, the different conversations together and the money stories that you shared, you know, about the long hair and women didn't work. Why would you, you you've got to work hard, not smart. You know, these are all a lot of things that it doesn't matter which country people are from. It's the truth of human nature. And they were gifted to us. So it's time to return to sender. That's it. I think of it as the ugly sweater. Somebody gave you an ugly sweater. You don't have to keep it. Right? Send it back. Give it to somebody. Send it back. You don't have to wear it. No, you don't. 
Thank you so, so much, Jella. It's been an absolute joy being with you today. And um, to everybody listening, um, I am going to be putting all of Jella's contact details and a link to how you can contact her and join her programs um, and her sacred containers. For those of you who wish to get your juice on and be turned on into abundance, um, you will be able to access Teller's details in the show notes. And uh, yeah, and if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn and you can't find the links in the show notes, just message me and I will connect you with Teller. But thank you so, so much. Have fun playing with money. And remember, everybody, in the words of Morchiba, enjoy the ride. It's the only one you've got. Ciao, ciao. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Truth Serum Podcast. You can follow Dawn directly through her Instagram account, instagram.com forward slash real Dawn Bates. This is an invitation only podcast. That said, if you would like to speak with us or come on the show, please send an email through hello at dawnbates.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Remember to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Sharing is caring, so share away. Until next time, folks, grab a good book, see a sunset, and expand your knowledge and experience.